0: You're listening to the Synergy Leadership Podcast, a discussion with engaging, empowering, and enlightening leaders about the greatest competitive advantage in business and entrepreneurship that often goes unrecognized, a team's
1: energy. Here's your host, the woman who puts the energy in synergy, Karen R. Jenkins.
0: Hi, this is Karen Jenkins with the Synergy Leadership Podcast. And I am so excited to bring to our audience an awesome, just vivacious small business leader in our, not just local community, but in our country. Lacenta Lewis Ellis owns LLE Construction, and I want to bring her to the just not even delay it. I want to bring her directly on so that she can introduce herself because there's so much valuable information that I know she has bottled up in her side her that she can share. So, Lacenta, thank you so much for joining us today. Would you mind introducing yourself to our audience? Yes.
1: Hello, Karen Jenkins. What a pleasure to be a part of the Synergy Leadership Podcast. Um, Thank you so much for inviting me. I am president, CEO of LLE Construction Group, We started in February of 2011. As a licensed general contractor, I found myself unemployed, and so I decided to take the knowledge, skills, and abilities that I had and start my own construction group. I've been in business now, focusing on client base in the K-12 school districts. We work with colleges, universities, and charter schools, pretty much providing general construction that relates to their facilities. Facility maintenance and management, construction and project management, and also um, we're and dabbing due to COVID. <laughs> we're pivoting um, over into some community and real
0: estate development, and that's been really exciting. So, LaSenta, to, to get us started, and, and and this is it just came up in my mind, and we talked earlier what we we're going to talk about, but since you mentioned COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many small businesses out there that have been negatively impacted by COVID. Share with us your journey over the last eight, nine months. How has that impacted you and your business, and what did you do to ensure that you were going to be around in 2021?
1: Well, yeah, so when when COVID finally, back in March, when I guess they decided from the state perspective to close a lot of the facilities. and really shut us down, if you think about it. The school districts that we serve and the colleges, they all shut down. So any projects that we had ongoing was halted. And and that put a pretty bad strain on the business because we found ourselves, with 90% of our work, just n- and not moving. But it just so happens prior to COVID, we started working on some um, affordable housing through a local community development group. Well, that project continued to progress even through COVID. And really, that's what sustained us. Being able to continue to do that project, being able to apply for the PPE and and get the SBA EIDL funds, that was very helpful in, in sustaining the business up until today. Um, so COVID, it did two things for us. One, it made me realize that I needed to diversify our offerings a little bit more than what we were doing. And then two, it led to that pivot that I just shared with you. Real estate development has been something that I've been itching to do for, gosh, over um, three, four, five years now. And so now I say, you know, the, the, the plate is clean. Just go for it. You know, um, figure out who I could partner with figure out what we can do um, you know to move the company forward in that space but because of covid i feel like it encouraged me that now is a good time to show up differently now is a, a good time to revamp the company and look at you know where do we really want to be in the next 1 to 2 to 3 to 5 to 10 years and 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 if we ever have to deal with another covid situation again What exactly? How do I want my business to be and and stand up to
0: that? You know? Awesome. So, you know, one of the things that we talk about with synergy leadership is is your mindset. You're responsible. As I always tell people, you're responsible for the energy that you bring into the room and, and your energy and your mindset to me go together and of course we've been in this covid situation it has been very stressful it has been a new environment that none of us ever thought that we would we would be facing so as a leader when you got to that point where you were looking at 90 percent of your, your revenue stream just kind of going out of the window, a lot of people would focus on the loss of the 90 percent. And and that mindset takes you to that that negative energy and, you know, just kind of being down and, and not focusing on what you need to focus on. Talk to us about what was your mindset? What were you thinking to get you to the point where you are today? Well, Karen, I'll tell you this. I've been broke. And I've been unemployed. And
1: when you hit that bottom in the past, <laughs> um, when this, when something like COVID happens, it, I automatically thought about, okay, listen to what else can I do to generate revenue? Like I didn't even, I know that ninety percent is gone. Okay, let's work the ten percent. And now, what else can you do that's gonna, you know, keep the business going forward? And that, that was my mindset, Karen. Um, and I guess, um, you know, you've been there too. You know, we have a very similar background, you know, in our leadership journey where we've had to pivot. We've had to be creative. We've had to figure out, you know, what's next for our business if we want that business to, to survive. And so with me, I really started looking at, okay, the affordable housing is working. How can I do more of this? Because it we never stop building. We continue to move forward. So I started positioning myself to start working on more housing projects. And you, you said something very key to Synergy Leadership is the energy that we bring to the table, not only for ourselves, but also for our team in order to keep the team moving forward. COVID did a number on us and it, it put a lot of us in a very depressive state because you have a lot of small businesses that just had to close. And, and, and people, when you open a small business, you're giving all of your resources, all of your time and your talent. And to see that just come to an end because of a situation beyond our control, it can be very depressing, Karen. And so for me, I had to figure out, OK, listen to and talk. OK, it does help too, Karen to talk to friends and colleagues like yourself. So I can't tell you how many times we have spent on the phone just really talking through and brainstorming what do we do next, you know? And that helps. It helps from a mental state and it helps to um, really see, okay, what are the possibilities? And so I, I appreciate friends like you. I appreciate, you know, being able to surround myself with other CEOs where we can have those discussions and help each other because sometimes... In my business, there's things I, I don't see because I'm so involved and and, and covered up in the situation that it, it's hard to see beyond. But when I meet with friends like you and colleagues like you and we talk, you're like, girl, you should do this or do that. And I'm like, yes, I didn't think about that. So um, I know I kind of went off on a tangent, but Karen... We need each other
0: as CEOs. We do. We, we do. And and the one thing I'll say is, and, and there the are two points here, and one, remind me, I want to talk about, the, we talked about the the, the the turtle and the giraffe. Mm-hmm. But before, go back to what you were saying about what you focused on. Instead of focusing on that 90%, you focused on the 10 And one of my favorite quotes, especially now, is one by Aristotle that says, it's in our darkest time that we must focus on the light. And the light are those small shimmering pieces of hope or those small opportunities, although the majority of what we're doing may have been taken away. There's still other things. And, you know, as, as, as well as I, that when when one door closes, you know, 10 others open. But if you're focusing on the negativity, if you focus on what is lost, when that other opportunity presents itself, you will miss it. You won't be able to see the five other opportunities that are coming that'll 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 launch you. And then when you talk about having that support mode, and, and you have been instrumental in in, in my life and in, in my business and being there for me to be that you know happy as that, that sounding board, that cheerleader, that rah rah the support. And it's great to be surrounded by what I call the giraffes. You know about how when you're with other people, you know, their energy can weigh on you and their thought processes can weigh on you. So if you're around a bunch of people and and they're the turtle, then you can't come up and say, Mr. Turtle, I'm going to listen to you if I'm a giraffe. Right. That's right.
1: Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, you make a great point, Karen. It's so important for us to surround ourselves with positive energy. You know, we deal with enough negativity out in the world, but when we're planning our business and really moving it forward, Karen, I try my best to be in the best positive environment possible. And when I feel the negative vibe, I kid you not, I go and meditate because I don't even want it. I don't even want it in my mindset. Because like
0: you say, it can stifle, it stifle growth. It really does. And, you know, so we, we, we talk about protecting, there's a, a verse in the Bible talked about protecting your heart. Uh-huh. Protect your heart and your mind. Because what you allow into that space, when we, when we have so much going on with, with the social injustice, with the COVID, everything else, everything on the news, everything we hear, everything we talk about is all negative. So it, it, it kind of takes your eye off the ball. When your ball is your business, your ball is your goals and objectives. And and if you're focusing on those things, you don't have time to sit in front of the TV for hours and hours at a time getting depressed. You don't have time to focus on what's going on in our political climate. You're focusing on what's important to you and your team and leading them through your example and making sure that you're focusing on what's important. I'm not saying to ignore the news. I'm just saying take a bath in it.
1: Karen, I had to pull away from the news and social media this year with the election, oh gosh, with the racial injustice that we we see we've seen for years but seeing even more this year. It could it could cause you to get in a very bitter and negative space. And then to see some of your colleagues who you have re- had respected to say some comments that are derogatory or negative from even a business perspective, it, it really made me step back from social media this year a little bit and start focusing on what, what really matters, what's really important. You know, how can I help our community and um, everybody don't know, we have to know what I'm doing. So how do I stay under the radar to, to do some of the things that I want to accomplish and so thank you for bringing that up because this year has been a very trying year. Bad enough, we have families who are losing income and come January, they may be losing their homes because they can't pay their rent because they lost their job. That, that, uh, that impacts us as a whole, as a community. And, and it impacts our business because if, if, you're, if our clients are not generating revenue to work with us, then that impacts our business too. So this has just been a very trying year. And as a leader, we have to come up with a strategy that'll keep us moving forward. And like you say, stay focused. It's just been very challenging doing that through all of this.
0: So it sounds to me like some of your tips on on staying focused, at least what I gathered from some of what you said was, not doing, you know, disconnecting from social media, which is a true distraction. Yeah. Um, the media itself, true distraction. Uh-huh. Um, staying in meditation and prayer. Yes, Lord. Help you keep your, you know, in focus and then surrounding yourself with uh, like minded professionals or people that will help you stay on track. What do you what do you recommend to the people listening to help them? Are there any other tips that you can provide that would help them stay? Because are there any, or, or just focusing on those things? Because I think those within themselves is, mm-hmm. is critical to to being successful.
1: Yeah. So, Karen, the other thing that I do is two things that I do when I get in a in a funk or when I feel like I need to motivate myself. One is I give back in some way. So I, I figure out where can I be of assistance in the community and really help the community. That's Another thing that I do. The other thing that I do, Karen, is I go and educate myself. Like, for instance, moving into the real estate development space, the commercial real estate space, you know, I'm taking a I'm in a program where I'm learning more about it. So sometimes to take myself away from the negativity or other environment, but where I want to grow, how can I learn more, you know, so that I can be the best at the best at the best at what it is that I want to do. So that was another, that's another thing that I do. I get education. And so going through that program, um, learning more about commercial real estate, um, learning more about real estate development, it, it it allowed me to focus now more so on this aspect of my business. And it's, it's taking up so much of my time, Karen, that I didn't even have time for the negativity or the other stuff. And, and And because of that, it's helping me push forward, you know with with that in the business. You and I are both,
0: I think, lifelong learners. Yes. Um, and I you know there's there's this thing that says if you're not growing, you're dying, right? Yeah. And as a professional, the way that we grow is, you know taking classes, going to professional development conferences, even if they're they're virtual getting licensures and, and certain things that, that we're passionate about. And that is one of the things that I loved about you or love about you is that you're always growing. You're always looking for that next thing. And, and when you find that thing that's burning in you, that passion, you and I have talked about it, you have things that are burning in you, yeah. burning. Um, <laughs> you have to feed it and you have to go out and, and seek out classes. Because we you know, one thing I, I'll say about us is that, you know, we don't stay home. Locally to learn, right. that's we, right. We do learn at home, but you know, you and I, before the the COVID, we were <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> you know, trying to fill our fill our minds and hearts. And, our, and I, I remember back in, I and mean, it might have been 2011. I had not gone to any type of professional development in a in a long time. Like I think I started J Consulting in 2008. Before that, it was my mortgage in 2007. And you know it's lonely at the time because I you know there, there was no professional development. there was nobody for me to report to. there was nobody for me to be accountable to. And I had the opportunity to go to Vwise, which is the veterans, veteran women, business owners. Program for either female veterans or veterans' wives. Mm-hmm. It was a three-day workshop uh, that we had to go to, and it was phenomenal. And, I, and I'm thinking back now: was it really that phenomenal, or was I was that hungry or needed? But I, it really was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And after going to that event and coming back fired up and re-engaged, mm-hmm. I was, like, oh man, I am committed to make sure that no less than two times a year. Mm-hmm business owner, I'm going to commit to some form of self-development, business development, where I'm going to a conference, I'm sitting in the room with other people learning, you know, picking up tips. And, and, and you and I, <laughs> we have gone to workshops and things and it's like, okay, well, wait a minute, why am I here? Because I could have taught that. But there's always nuggets. There's always things that you can grow, know and learn. And when you get in that mindset, it's, it, it's kind of Rejuvenating, yeah, it is. You it, it does, there, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Talk about going to do
1: those. It, it put a fire up under us, Karen, to do that. When we get outside of our normal day-to-day environment and just um, get to just refresh and rejuvenate, we come back on fire every time. If you think about it, every time we've gone on a trip and we've learned something. Now, me and you will sit in a room and say, man, we could have taught this, but <laughs> I think the biggest part was the peer-to-peer learning, you know, and just really being in an environment where we can disconnect from our day-to-day work that we were doing and focus on whatever it is, you know, that we, we came to get, because we always have a reason why we're going to one of these events, you know, We right. and we always share with each other our takeaways, which I love. That's what I love, because that, that helps us grow too. That's part of our professional development and our peer-to-peer learning. Um, and,
0: and I think that's powerful. And I think more people need to invest in themselves. And it's hard okay. to do that when you're a small business. It's hard to remember to do that when you're a small business owner. And, and unfortunately for us, 2020 has has limited our travel and limited our, our ability to go out. And, and, and actually, we still have a conference that we're supposed to be attending that we still haven't uh, been able to do with yeah. Tony Robbins. But hopefully that'll come through and we can go in and experience that. And there are virtual things that we've been doing, I'm sure. But it's nothing like getting on that plane or you know getting on that car and, and having that ride time to brainstorm and come up with ideas and, you know, just kind of be away from the, the normal day-to-day grind. Right. This is the time of year. I, I hosted a, a call with the um, entrepreneur in resident uh, yesterday evening, and we were talking about 2021, you know, what, what we do to prepare for that. And my recommendation was that each person take some quiet time and get a journal and for five to 10 minutes, write down everything they're grateful for. Wow. Everything they're grateful for. And I said, well, you know, after you start writing for five minutes, you probably wrote, you know, your family and you know, your husband, your wife, your children, your car, your house, your business, whatever. But after about 10 minutes, you're like, okay, wait, you know, I, I run out of stuff. Yeah. I'm thankful. I said, but, you know, there's so many things that we take for granted. Yeah. Okay. That we really need to be thankful for. So, like, oh <sighs> that oxygen that I just took into my, my my lungs, right? I am thankful for that. The blood that's running through my veins, I am thankful for that. The skin that is protecting my internal organs. So when we get to that 10-minute mark, we're putting all kind of things on that paper that we're grateful for, that we really take for granted on a day-to-day basis. But it makes you feel good to know, you know, I got challenges in my life and, and mm-hmm. this is a challenging time. It is, yeah. It's hard, but, you know, together.
1: Mm-hmm
0: take it through. And after you do that, that journaling practice, I ask them to kind of reflect back, not just on 2020, because 2020 was a bit different. Mm -hmm. Reflect on 2019, then reflect on 2020 and say, what went well in 2019 and 2020? And then what didn't go so well in Mm -hmm. 2019 and 2020? And then identify as we're going into 2021, what do I need to start what do I need to stop and what do I need to continue? Yeah, My, my prayer is that the people that are listening to our voice and, and those that, that aren't, that when they come out of this thing, you know, the challenges that we face right now with COVID is a little bit different than the challenges that we've faced in the past, but there's always a common denominator of all the challenges, whether it's the, you know, 9-11 or it's the 2008, you know, financial crisis. Uh-huh. It's the hundred year flood. If you were here in South Carolina, a thousand year flood, if you're here in South Carolina, the common denominator of all those things is that we all came through it. We did. Yeah. You know, we were, it, it happened, you know, it was, uh-huh. and then it happened. This is parallel reality in that it happened in March or February and we're kind of still here. Yeah. It, it too shall pass. And once we come out of this, my prayer is that, the persons that we were coming into this thing is a totally different person coming out. Uh We've taken that time to reflect, that we've taken that time to learn whatever that 2020 vision was that we were supposed to receive. My my sister-in-law says that, you know, life is a a masterclass. It is. (laughs) And and, and we're all ever learning and that the universe is self-correcting and self-organizing doesn't really need our help. Uh So can just stay focused on those things that we need to focus on and not be distracted. There's so many things that we can do for ourselves, and more importantly, as you said earlier, for others. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's good,
1: Karen. Sure. <laughs> and I, I will say, coming coming out of this, I have I've always been a goal setter, but I've been setting even more goals, you know, coming out of 2020. Because um, now I'm on fire to do some of the things that that I've been wanting to do, but hesitant. Don't know why. But now it's like, let's go get it, you know, and, and see how it works. And that's one thing I love about us as entrepreneurs. Uh, we don't mind taking risks. <laughs> we don't mind trying new things just to see, you know, if it's going to pan out. We, we plan for it to work you know, and we, we, we put it out there and then the hopes is to, you know, put the energy into it and that it'll be successful. So with this year and then in in 2021, I'm setting even more goals for things that I want to do that's outside of the box, you know, that's not traditional to what I normally do. (laughs) I don't think I ever do anything traditional.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, but that's a good thing. And, and, you know, I don't think, I think anybody that's coming out of this COVID thing, thinking that we're going to go back to what they call a sense of normalcy, uh-huh. um, we all have to prepare for that new normal. We do. And one of the things that most humans have problems with is adjusting to change. Uh-huh. Yes. So we, get, we get in our comfort zone, uh-huh. and we want things. We want. We want to experience things, and we want to experience things differently sometimes, but uh-huh. we don't. Change so, but you can't have one without the other, right? Right. Yeah. I think when when if we set the proper expectation that hey, I'm gonna play full out. Yeah. I'm gonna play full out, but I'm not gonna be tied to the outcome. Right. I think that if you can play full out and not be tied to the outcome, you're you're prepared for whatever the outcome may be. Uh You tie yourself to a specific outcome, and it doesn't happen that way. That you get all stressed out. Yes, yes, so what, do you, what do you do to prepare for that unknown?
1: Well, first of all, Karen, I thrive through change and I thrive through adversity because that's tend to be all I know in business. <laughs> Unfortunately, seems like every everything that I've tried to do, there's been adverse situations that tried to hinder you know me moving forward in those different spaces. So I've, I've, I've come accustomed to, <laughs> to having to deal with, with with things. I'm accustomed to change. So when, when somebody moves the chair in the project, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Okay, what we do next, plan B, because I'm used to it. And I will say, I welcome, I welcome it, Karen. I love doing things outside of the norm and out of the box. I love coming up with creative ideas to, to figure out a problem. I am truly a problem solver for our clients and I thrive in it because it's just something that I, I, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, one of the contractors say, Lucinta, we're going to call you the cleanup woman. <laughs> you remember that song, The Cleanup Woman? Because I was always brought in either to clean up somebody else's mess or come in with a solution because the previous solution they had didn't work. So I, I, I don't know. I think um if I can figure out how to capitalize even more on doing that, I would because I love coming in, hearing what the problem is and trying to come up with a solution. It's something that I thrive with, Karen. So whenever it happens, it, it's in my is in my space. <laughs> that that makes is,
0: sense. Yeah, and that is so you and it and, and that is your brand. And I can I can attest to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're so awesome at what you do. And I know we're coming to a close. So there, there there's two more questions that I have for you or, or or things that I'd like you to touch on. The first is as small business owners, we all go through this process of of failure, or as I call it, things not happening the way that we intended. And a lot of people allow that that fear of failure to stop them. Mm-hmm. They allow that to, you know. They they overanalyze or they spend too much time doing whatever because they don't want to take that step. And you know, the reality is you cannot have success without failure because Uh it's about an experiment, right? Right. This is about an experiment where you try it this way, it doesn't work, then you pivot and you know, turn around and do it that way. Uh So how do you as a small business owner handle the fear aspect of business because a lot of people allow that to stop them.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting that you asked me this question now because when I first, okay, when I first started LLE Construction Group, it was scary because I didn't know a lot of women in construction. I've seen the pushback over the years because I've been in the space for years prior to going out on my own. And in a sense, Karen, it was really scary. But at the same time, I knew what I was passionate about. I knew what I could provide to potential clients. And so because of my love for what I do and my love for being able to help others superseded the fear, eventually, once I started working with my first client, it went. On, the fear was gone. Like I didn't, I wasn't there. But I will tell you this, every time I embark on a new project or working with a new client or come up with a new idea, that fear creeps up every time. I have this um, project I'm working on now, and and it was, I'm telling you, it was so scary, but then I pray about it, Karen, and then I ask, who do I need on my team? Who else do we need at the table that can help push this forward that I don't just rely on the And and that's part of that synergy leadership that you mentioned, you know, being able to bring um, energy to the team in order to create the results and adapt to change and make a difference. So for me, it's making sure that, okay, if I have a fear about something, what what am I, what am I afraid of? You know, what is it that that that's causing it? I try to identify that. And is it because I don't think I have the skill set to do it? Do I think I don't have the reserves or the financial withal to do it? So I figure out what's what's missing, Karen, and then I go get it. Whether I have to partner with someone or whether, you know, who else, like we say, who needs to come to the table? And then we, we make that happen. And once we make that happen, I, I truly believe that's where the fear subsides because now we're building a team we need to execute on that project.
0: That is so true. So you basically, you know, you can't know everything. Uh-uh. But you can't eliminate as much uncertainty as possible when you uh-huh. be resourceful and, and, and go out and, and, and find those missing links uh-huh. to your success. And And, you know, the thing is most successful people Actually, I think all of them have fear, but they take that step anyway. Yeah, yes. You know, that's kind of the the adage for for entrepreneurship. Anyway, it, it is right. it, it is a risk. So, as we come to a close, Licenta, if you had to give a piece of advice for our listeners, what would that advice be?
1: So, I meet with small business owners, multi million dollar owners, you know, on a regular basis, and. The one advice I guess I would give to especially entrepreneurs, other than everything that we've talked about, you know, today on the podcast, educating yourself is so key. Like, like you say, we're lifelong learners. We're gonna always be learning something new. As we embark on new things, we wanna know. <laughs> Me and you both, we won't do anything unless we've done our research. So that's that's a given. So educate yourself. Other, and another thing, surround yourself with other peers that's in the same or greater space than you. So, that peer to peer learning, that means being around other CEOs and small business owners, even just to have conversations about different aspects of business, is so much I get, I walk away from after having those conversations. And for me, Karen, another thing I would say is be sure to set realistic goals for yourself. And when you set those goals, be specific about your timeline. When can you accomplish them? You know, who can, who, who again, do you need at the table in order for you to meet that goal? You know, I've always set goals for myself and for my business. And it's so rewarding to go back and say, oh my goodness, we accomplished this or we accomplished that. So we see the progression, you know, over the years and that pushes us to keep doing what we're doing. And so, um, there's so much I can offer advice on, but I'll stop right there. Those are just a few things that I think that'll help us as we move
0: into 2021. Let's Center uh, Ellis LLE Construction. You are so awesome, and I thank you so much for coming on to the Synergy Leadership Podcast and sharing your wealth of knowledge with our listeners. You know, I think both of us share the adage that, you know, we have this mindset of what more can I do to ensure tomorrow is even better than today? Yes. Coming on, sharing with our listeners gives them some great tips on what they can do yes. to become a better them. As I say, we're all responsible for the energy that we bring into the room. Yes. I- us all to focus on the positivity and know that where your mind goes, energy flows. So I thank you all for being here and have a just wonderful and blessed day.
1: Thanks for listening to the Synergy Leadership Podcast with Karen R. Jenkins. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe, rate, review, and share our show. See you next time.